Welcome, welcome, welcome to SEC and Tennessee Talks. This is your co-host, Jackson Tucker. Unfortunately, Hanley and Caden cannot make it today. They are both out of town on vacation, thus putting our episode on Kentucky on halt till next week. But in the meantime, I have been requested to do a solo episode. Won't be the full 30 minutes, but just covering a couple different topics. First one we're going to be talking about is Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban, the beef between them two right now. And I have been requested to, I guess, give a detailed image on my beef with Vanderbilt. There's a lot there, but we'll get into it. Anyway, if you haven't given us a like and subscribe on YouTube, go ahead and do that for your fellow SEC fans, as well as listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor, whichever your preference is. Either way, keep us up to date. Uh, Keep yourselves up to date. Uh, if you have any recommendations, shoot us a DM on our Instagram, SEC Talks, or uh, just reach out to either one of us. If you know us personally, we're more than happy to take recommendations, whichever topics y'all might like us to talk about. Something I would like for y'all to do, give me a rank from favorite to least favorite, overall favorite to least favorite SEC teams you have. I'm sure... Most of y'all's list doesn't include Vanderbilt on the bottom. That's okay. I'm just interested to see where our fan base lies, just to see how we can go off of that. Anyway, let's get into it with Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. For those of you who are not up to date, the Texas A&M recruiting class is quite literally fantastic. They finished first. Um, They beat Bama by a mere .73 points. And that sparked a lot of, I guess, rage amongst Bama fans and really put A&M under the spotlight. The landscape of college football has changed significantly over the past year or two because of these NIL deals. Giving players the ability to be paid and sponsored and really changing the game of recruiting overall. Now, with that being said... Nick Saban was quick to point some fingers at Jimbo Fisher. Um, He quoted this, he's saying that uh, Jimbo Fisher bought every player using name, image, likeliness, and IL deals while insisting his team, uh, while Nick Saban was insisting that his team did it the right way. Nick Saban quoted, we didn't buy one player, all right? Well, Jimbo didn't like that very much. Here's the thing. Jimbo was on Nick Saban's coaching staff, as were many other SEC coaches. Lane Kiffin, Jeremy Pruitt, RIP, he doesn't matter. He's not worth anything other than an empty McDonald's bag. Um, Neither is Lane Kiffin, if you ask me. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that right now. Jimbo, I would argue, is one of the better, if not best, SEC coaches to come out of Nick Saban's coaching staff. I will say Lane Kiffin is good, but the reason I say the best is because, well, if y'all don't remember, Jimbo did beat Bama this past year, but their record didn't quite reflect their win against Bama. So that's really all they have going on for them, if you ask me, hot topic. But um, anyway, Jimbo disagrees with Saban's stance or him quoting that they didn't buy one player. I'm not 
too in touch with the nitty-gritty details there. Obviously, there's rumors. Uh, Alabama's been known to have a top-tier recruiting class over the past 10, 15 years, at least under Saban's rule they have. But uh, Jimbo's just didn't really appreciate Saban's comments. There's been a lot of backlash there. Overall, Saban's worrying about this becoming the new normal. Here's the thing. I want y'all to respond to this. Do you think Saban's just upset because of the landscape change and him not being first? Or do you think he's just upset that one of his little ducklings has gone ahead and turned out to be a better recruiter than him? Y'all let us know what you think uh, in our DMs, Instagram comments, whatever you prefer. Overall, it's been... Honestly, probably the hottest topic in SEC this week. Um, however, this 2022 roster is a big shocker. Alabama did come off of a national championship appearance. They didn't win. It is hard to beat a good team twice, i.e. Georgia. They did win the SEC. Their 2021 recruiting class received the highest score ever. I mean, yeah, Georgia may be, you know, was able to push them around, but um, really kind of went hand-in-hand hand more so. They won SEC, and that they, they made an appearance on national championship at the least. I will say, and this is being quoted from, I'm, I'm getting all this information off of a solo website. I know different sources do have different information. Um, they're saying... Texas A&M should have been able to out-recruit Alabama. Naturally, Saban cleared up recruits in his own state, much as Fisher did. But A&M went to Florida, made huge inroads in Tennessee and to Georgia. Really what this is saying is Jimbo, his umbrella covered a lot more of the SEC territory versus Saban. For those of you who live here in Alabama, you know the Alabama cult, the following. It's significant. It's huge. Alabama does have a hierarchy in the state of Alabama. Sounds weird. Bama has a hierarchy in the state of Alabama, if that makes better sense. None of us are too used to, at least the people who live here in Greater Birmingham or Alabama with Caden, Hanley, and I, we're not used to the Texas A&M cult following. We haven't exactly been able to see that uh, scene. But overall, it's just kind of a, it's a big deal. Um, I know a lot of this is kind of mumbo-jumbo. But if you're asking for my take on it, I would say history does mean a lot. Yes, Jumbo, I, Texas A&M was able to beat damn, beat. Bama last year. Does that mean they're going to again? I don't know. He has a stellar recruiting class. That doesn't mean Bama doesn't. They still have a stellar recruiting class. They have every year. They're fantastic. It depends on what Jimbo can do with it. If Jimbo can come out and only be one good team, Bama, I don't think that means anything. If if it's a repeat of last year, that doesn't mean anything. Texas A&M had the same record Tennessee had. Texas A&M was – they weren't consistent in how they played. They lost to some good teams. They just had Bama. 
on their win list. That means a lot, but also means nothing. Um, I think Alabama personally has it figured out to where, I mean, yes, this goes without saying, Bama's going to have a great year more than likely. Um, I'm sure a lot of us can expect them in the SEC championship. A lot of us can maybe expect them in the national championship. I know we haven't quite gotten that far yet. But most of us, even non-Bama fans, are more than likely a little bit skeptical of Texas A&M's true appearance and what they and what Jimbo will do with his recruiting class. It's one of those things where I admit I'm pessimistic. I hope they do well. I'm tired of the Bama hierarchy. It's time for someone else to take over. Georgia might have that covered. We'll see how they do this year. We did cover their schedule a couple weeks ago. But I'm just more interested in seeing more SEC teams stay consistently on top of the rest of the league, i.e. all of college football. It's a lot. We'll see how this plays out a little bit more. We'll keep you all in tune. I'm sure you all know what's going on. It's just interesting how these NIL deals have really shaped out the recruiting process and SEC football overall. It's going to make for an interesting season in 2022. We'll see what happens there. I'm very optimistic on how Tennessee is doing uh, right now, at least recruiting-wise. And just based on our performance this past season, I'm very optimistic. We'll see, though. If y'all have any thoughts, uh, shout-outs, whichever, uh, let me know what your thoughts are on that. Other than that, I'm going to get into one more topic. My last topic, I might ramble on a little bit like I just did, but that's okay. So, Vanderbilt. For those of you who have been on our podcast from the beginning, you know that I'm not the biggest fan of Vanderbilt. Caden, a fellow, uh, not SEC, a fellow Tennessee fan of mine, he doesn't dislike Vanderbilt as much as I do. Uh... And I can understand that. I grew up in Nashville. You know, there's orange all over the place. There's also Vanderbilt stuff all over the place. I have always known Vanderbilt players, not players, fans to be very petty. Um, I apologize for anyone if I'm offending anyone, but... You know, especially in Tennessee's down years, it's been pretty bad. I guess my despise of Vanderbilt comes really comes from us losing to them as frequently frequently as we have. That I blame that on Pruitt. I blame that on Garantano. It was bad during Dooley as well. I forget how our record with them was back when uh, Butch Jones was our head coach, but, you know, Vanderbilt, obviously, that's our last game every season. We should be the mayor, beat them every time, considering um, how well Tennessee has been historically. Uh, Vanderbilt historically does not have nearly as good of a record as Tennessee has. A lot of this is just historical statistics. I'm a very statistical person. 
I look back on that and I think we shouldn't have lost to Vanderbilt. You know, we shouldn't have to worry about them. Luckily, this past year we didn't. But I guess I was I drank Kool Aid early on. My grandma was always very against Vanderbilt. Um, she grew up to dislike Vanderbilt. Um, she told me many stories of close friends they had who completely just would berate them over football and stuff when my grandma would never think of it. And it's just a weird, long history. Plus, they're overall easy to pick on, especially right now. I will say I respect the heck out of Vanderbilt's baseball team. I don't enjoy seeing them in a down year in baseball, solely because I expect them to do well. I think they do earn to be good in something somewhere, especially if you're part of the SEC. I would like for them to stay in the SEC because we need someone to beat <laughs> football, but that was a bad joke. But um, more so, I don't know. I do appreciate the underdog. The whole entire Vanderbilt thing is more so of, you know, something to pick on, you know, just keep – culture of the podcast up i'm not actually a huge hater of vanderbilt um you know it's just i guess technically historically it is tennessee's number one rival there being two sec teams in the same state it's not a huge rival in sec team terms uh, of course i think alabama and auburn have that covered as well as Ole miss and mississippi state but um I don't know, it's just being a Tennessee fan, you know, that's just part of it, I guess. If you want me to be completely transparent on who my least favorite SEC team actually is, I'll have to go ahead and say Florida. Merely because Florida is a whole entire different culture. They're wild. I've always seeing their players to be somewhat disrespectful on the field. I didn't respect Dan Mullen worth a hoot. I mean, um, it's just, yes, they've been good in the past. You know, I can appreciate and respect that. But their fan base and their players have, for my whole life, known to be disrespectful. On the other hand, Vanderbilt, um, I've known more of their fans to be respectful versus disrespectful, as well as Alabama and Mississippi State, other teams. Um, honestly, my favorite non-Tennessee fan base in the SEC is probably Auburn. Um, I respect Auburn a lot. I'm not saying that just because of Hanley, just because I've had some of my best, uh, you know, rivalry, I guess not a rival, opponent experiences with Auburn fans. They're a good fan base to watch football with. We can understand and appreciate where we come from because we've also have down years just like they have. We're wanting to be on the up and up. And really, our number one goal is just to beat Bama at some point. Auburn's better at it than Tennessee is, but, you know, I'm sure they wish it for us as well. Um, nothing against my Bama listeners, but, you know, there's always something to strive for uh, in college football. And Bam is it. Um, there's my little Vanderbilt spiel. I'm still going to pick on them 
they're just too darn easy not to, um, especially this next football season. Um, really, I said I have to say about Vanderbilt. I guess I'll go over my grievance of the week. I don't think of one beforehand. Um, <laughs> uh, Sports-wise, there just hasn't been much going on. Um, I'm happy with where Tennessee is in baseball. Um, I guess, really, I guess I would honestly say my number one grievance is Nick Saban. I'm not happy with how he has reacted to this whole entire deal, this NIL recruiting class deal. As much as I don't like Bama, he got respected, dude, for how well he has coached Bama. I'd never expected this from Nick Saban, especially a response like this. It's kind of childish. It's Yeah, I guess it stirs up the fandom. I can understand that. But really, I mean, he's the best dang coach in the SEC, undoubtedly. Um, you just got to understand where you are, who you are, and he's usually done very well staying out of the spotlight with these sort of controversies. But I guess NILs are just kind of a bad egg for him. I mean, he, no one's used to it. It's a completely new thing. I can understand it. But I don't appreciate how he reacted. Neither do I appreciate the way Jimbo's treating it either. It's just, it's stupid. Um, it's It looks bad on Bama and A&M. It really looks bad on the SEC. Um, either way, I do expect good things out of... Uh, Bama, and hopefully Texas A&M. Either way, we'll see. As far as that goes, that's about all I have to say for today. Um, Y'all drop a comment, drop a like on our YouTube channel if I can ever get this thing uploaded. We'll see. Um, anyway, um, we look forward to reconvening next week and going over Kentucky schedule. Other than that, y'all have a great rest of the day.